So why the art of maneuver? To illustrate this concept, I'm going to tell a quick story about my very good friend, Brad Rothenberg. He's among other things, an Olympic level freestyle skier who transitioned into becoming an architect and then a startup founder. And he's now the CEO of an incredibly successful startup called Entopology, which is a software company that makes design and 3D printing of incredibly complicated shapes possible. Think printing structures that resemble bird bones for jets and spacecraft. And actually, in fact, SpaceX and Lockheed use their software. They're now in space. He designed the software in such a different way that no one else could do it. And they're able to design and print things that weren't even considered possible to build a few years ago. Here's the quick anecdote about how Brad and Entopology relate to maneuver warfare. They're a small office and they're, they're, they're making this incredible impactful change. But of course, every startup is vulnerable to the entrenched players that don't want somebody like him to succeed. They want you know, somebody to come by their their legacy enterprise technology and Autodesk comes to mind. So I asked him, I Brad, how have you managed to not get either bought out or crushed or a hostile takeover or in some method otherwise just prevented from doing what needs to be done? So he's, he's what's driving him is he wants to remake how design is done, period, because it needs to be. And he... So he's a kind of emo looking hipster guy from Brooklyn. And he, he looked at me and he said, I read the Marine Corps manual on maneuver warfare. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it just thrilled me and I couldn't wait to tell you about it. But I want, I want to ask you why did he need to read that? Why does a CEO of a new startup that needs to edge out the entrenched competition, how is the art of uh, the maneuver warfare valuable to him and how it could be valuable to, to us and other people? Yeah, so it's a recognition that, and you could picture World War I when we had front lines that were stagnant. We're just shooting at each other across front lines and there is no movement and we are both entrenched and, you know, it's strength against strength. And you slog through that forever, for years, and people just die. The individuals just die and there is no movement in any way, really, you know, nationally to the goal. And it's this recognition as you got into World War II and then beyond that um, going strength against strength, one, it devalues human life, which is, you know, what this country can't stand for. Um, but two, it, it, it doesn't have you meet your objectives, right? Like <laughs> it's the most powerful will win if you go strength against strength. And so how does a smaller force then get leverage on the larger force? It's through maneuver. It's through quick, agile movements. It's through finding gaps in that strength, gaps in that entrenchment and rushing through that. And so that you can move more quickly. Your friend recognized that he had powerful, huge organizations that were going to be set against him. 
And so he couldn't fight fire with fire. He had to find a different way. And maneuver warfare is that different way. It is it is moving quickly when the the large organization will always move slow. And it's moving to opportunity. And it's what we apply um, in our program. So our program is, the tagline is, maneuver warfare against the bureaucracy. We, knowing the bureaucracy is our adversary, we know that we need to move quickly, but we need to not um, do it in a way that they've always approved before. And move quickly without even the bureaucracy recognizing what we're doing. And so no one knew we were building a 5G living lab until I turned it on. <laughs> Verizon and us turned it on. And then we went public with it and we said, look, we've got a 5G living lab. No one knew that we were building unmanned systems that are teaming to do resupply miss missions. So a ground vehicle unmanned and drones unmanned, all teaming together to resupply different locations both the drones and the vehicle itself. And then integrating that with cellular technology. No one knew we were doing it because we think that it starts with design, but design is just words. You know, I'm not, I'm not a professor. I'm not going to sit here and say the most flowery description of maneuver warfare. No, I'm going to embody it. Design, you know, starts with the vision, but it only brings you so far. And someone that can out talk you will outwin that argument. Yeah. But what they can't do is then create. And so we it's not enough to design in our world. Then we have to create. And that's what your friend Brad is doing. He took the tenets of his design, of his business model, and he wanted to be agile. But then he, he won not by saying what it meant, but by doing what it meant. And that's how mm -hmm. he started to win the fight. And so turn that philosophy and the approach and the tenets of maneuver warfare into action. And that's where we go from design to create. And so, no, I'm turning on the 5G Living Lab. I'm developing unmanned systems. We're doing advanced manufacturing. You know, all of these things, we didn't go out and ask permission because no one in the organization would have said, oh yeah, that's what you do. Okay, you know, follow these forms and, uh, and make sure you have all the IT covered and the cybersecurity covered. No, that's too slow. That's not what's in the best interest of this organization. Just as your your friend Brad knew that there the market needed what he was bringing, and it was to the detriment of the market if the big guys won. No, he needed to be fast, not just for yeah. himself, but for the market, for the larger purpose of what we're after, whether it's space or in other forms.